Hello everyone, Comart here with Comart's NFTs bringing you another episode of Comart's Class. Today we are going to be talking about business planning part two. However, before we do, I do want to give some shout outs to our amazing sponsors who made this show possible each and every time they give us a sponsorship. Let's start off with our tier two sponsors and they are iRise NFTs. iRise NFTs is rooted in empathy, committed to equity, NFT art with real world impact, bringing eyes to the social issues. You can learn more about iRise NFT at iRiseNFT.org. Next up, we have Zeller Visuals. They are a 3D mixed media artist who produces documentaries, photographs, and they also produce films. Now, why they're doing all this, you guys, they are also building a Web3 wall collage that talks about truth, equal rights, and independence. That's Zeller Visuals at ZellerVisuals.com. Next up, we have Astro Zero in the house, an up-and-coming marketplace that is community-driven and designed to empower all NFT artists. Guys, to learn more about what Astro Zero is doing, visit astroelon.net. Next up, we have our Tier 3 sponsor, and they are the Draco Leopard Gang, an NFT project that is built around story. They are art without fire is like humanity without passion, and success is only a mindset away. Check them out over at dracoleopardgang.io. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we do want to get right into the class, and that is business planning part two. Last week, we kind of gave you a brief summary of what it was that was included in a business plan. We also showed you that Comard's NFT said, huh, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing it my way. And we made a 430-page business plan. has way more information than what will ever be needed for anybody who's looking for investment whether it's through a banking institution, an angel investment firm, or even a venture capital firm. Do what you will. If you're looking for investments, you may not want to go to the extreme that Comart's NFTs went to because I'm telling you what, I have over 200 hours built into this, this business plan for Comart's NFTs. That said, the purpose of this week's lesson is to continue from where we left off last week, you guys. We are going to try and cover as many sections tonight as we possibly can. However, we're going to talk specifically about the exact components of the business plan, which does include the executive summary, business description, and so on. We will be walking through this. There are points where I'm going to give you guys examples of what it is we are doing on Comart's business plan, but I do want to be very clear with you guys. There are certain sections that I am not going to show you. You guys simply because of the fact that there is proprietary information within that business plan and as such nobody is expected to show those kinds of things to people period because that's that's how you're going to earn your bread and butter so let's not worry about trying to give all that good juice away i want to start off by talking about the executive summary and what it is in general you guys that is the very first thing that anybody who you're showing the business plan to will see and it's basically a generalized summary of what it is your business is, what it does, why it does it. The idea here is to give an informative summary of what the business is, why it does it, and why it will be successful. Most of the time, it does include your mission statement as a brief like general statement. So like for Comard's NFTs, it's make our world a better place. That is our mission. That is what we do. And we do that by offering these kinds of classes to you guys with no charge. And so it will include that in there. It will also include things like products and services and what 
what you're offering. It's going to include basic information about your team, your team leadership, the members, and even the location of your business. Sometimes it will include bits and pieces of financial information, your high-level growth plan if you're seeking investments, again, from traditional financing or investors. In the show notes here, guys, it does say to add quota text of the executive summary. I decided I was not going to do that. What I am going to do is I'm going to read that off to you as to what Comard's NFTs summary looks like or sounds like. And I'm going to do that because it will allow me to basically filter out the stuff I don't want to tell you guys. <laughs> uh, that's the simplest way I could say it. So in our executive summary, it reads like this. Comard's NFTs is an LLC based in the Web3 business with a focus on NFTs, parentheses, non-fungible tokens, and onboarding and education within the Web3 space. Comard's NFTs will become successful because we make our world a better place by creating NFT art with a purpose that does include coaching, educating, and consulting through Comard's class and podcasts and Comard's coaching and the use of metaverse real estate for business needs. Comard's NFTs strives to provide NFT art to raise awareness for charity and NGO organizations around the world. It organizes these because of the people that are on the front lines of these organizations do make our world a better place. By creating art on behalf of these organizations, we are showing firm support for them as well as doing our part to make the world a better place. Comard's NFTs donates 30% of all proceeds from these collections to the organization being represented in the similar collection. With the sale of every NFT, we move and plant 100 mangrove trees. The purpose of planting these trees is to ensure that our children's children have the ability to breathe clean oxygen and to eliminate the karma footprint that we leave behind with the creation of our NFTs, the production of our Comarch classes, as well as any coaching that is required at that time. The deforestation rate is also at an all-time high, and without these trees producing oxygen, we would not be able to breathe. The carbon footprint left behind from the creation of an NFT is approximately 2.3 kilograms of CO2. That is more than the normal use of a motor vehicle that drives 5.6 miles in the United States. For us, that is problematic, and we want to do our part to offset this problem. We have found there to be a large gap in the education and onboarding of people in the Web3 space. With that comes a lot of failed brands and projects. We realize that while there are an average failure rate of businesses within the United States, 7 out of 10 according to the Department of Labor, we could do something about this to improve the success rate of Web3-based businesses. We will do this through onboarding and educating within the space. We will utilize tools such as Twitter Spaces, YouTube, podcast services like Pocket Cast, Spotify, and many more, including dedicated and animated video series on Web3-based TV production companies similar to ABC and or NBC. That is our executive summary and the just of what I'm going to give you here, guys. If you kind of understood where we went, we, we kind of talked about some of the different things that we were going to be doing as far as a company, as far as an organization. We told you what kind of a company we are and the fact that we are an LLC. Uh, we did tell you that we are a web-based company. Now, obviously, the LLC is not web-based. It is in the United States. And for those of you that are curious, it is based and was created out of Rhode Island. So the next section of the business plan is called the description. It is in this part of the business plan that you will include details about your company. 
The details you will give here are about the problems that you and your products or services are going to solve and how. You will want to be as specific as you can here. Be sure to list who your consumers are as well as any organizations or businesses that you plan to serve with your products and services. Take time to explain the competitive edge or advantages that you will have and guide your business to success. If there are any experts on your team, now's the time to disclose that. You would also want to indicate why your products and services will work and how does it work. Uh, this is also where your company, you're, you're going to get into the specifics of where your company is located in regards to the headquarters. Specifically, they're looking for geographical location. Be detailed there, you guys. You'll use this section of the business plan to boast about your strengths and the positive things that your businesses bring to the table. Guys, do not be afraid to toot your own horn in the description. If you know that your product, your service is going to surpass your competitors, you need to toot those horns and make sure that people are on top of that. Next up is going to be your mission statement. The mission statement is the core purpose that you have for having formed your business and the services that you provide. It is here that you'll get into the nitty gritty of what your mission statement is and why you place such a high value on it and how it is going to help lead you to being successful. As you know, Comar's mission is to make our world a better place. There is so much more to that one statement than what even meets the eye because there's numerous levels that we are making the world a better place. We're making the world a better place through our art. We're making the world a better place through our contributions to the trees. We're making the world a better place through the contributions to the people that are on the front lines of these nonprofit charity NGO organizations around the world and bringing not only financial help to those organizations, but brand awareness and recognition for them as well. As you can see, there is a number of ways that we are striving to make the world a better place. Do not be afraid to go into those details within your business plan. Market analysis. You guys, I think this is one of the biggest struggles for people to, to put together in their business plan because I'm going to tell you right now, it kicked my ass. Like straight up, I, I felt like a kid that was in a corner and being beat up by like six guys all at once. It, it kind of sucked. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, you need to know your market. If you do not know who your market is, you're destined to fail. And it kind of goes hand in hand with knowing who your target consumer is. If you do not know who that exact person is, what they look like, what their profession is, you know, uh, what they do for, for free time, what they do in terms of who they socialize with, what social platforms are they using. If you do not know as many of the details about these individuals as possible, you're already in trouble. So you need to narrow that down first. That's part of your market research. So before you'll be able to complete this portion of the business plan, you will need to have done your homework and have a good understanding of what your market is, how it operates, its dependencies, and your competition. We are all in the NFT space. In theory, we are all in competition with each other. However, that does not mean that you need to be gouging each other's eyes out. You can instead offer a hand up and help each other out where possible. Because why? There are 8 billion people on the planet. 8 billion people on the planet. There are about a half a million involved in NFTs, give or take, which equates to about 2%. Hmm. At some point over the next 10 years, maybe sooner, maybe a little less, those numbers are going to flip, you guys. It's going to be, seriously, 2% of the people are not going to be involved in NFTs. So what I'm telling you is, for that 2% of us that are in this space right now, your number one priority should be building each other up. Because guess what? Over the next 10 years, those people that are coming into the space, they're not all going to be creators, number one, because not everybody can do this. Hmm. 
That leaves a pretty big percentage of customers, right? And is there any reason that we all cannot prosper from those consumers? Probably not. Know what your successful competition is doing and know how you will replicate and make their processes better. In other words, come up with a plan on how you guys are going to do these things. Part of this is goal setting, you guys. If you're not familiar with goal setting, I'd highly recommend you go back and check out some of the previous episodes of Comart's class. Next, we're going to talk about your structure. You guys, structure is a number of things. Not just, and, and it's not just referring to whether you're an LLC, a C Corp, S Corp, sole proprietor, partnership, whatever format you chosen for your business. That's not the only regard that it's talking about. It wants to know your hierarchy, your structure for that business. You know, is there a CEO? Is there a COO? Is there a CFO? What is the structure of your business? Go into detail. If you know the people that are going to fill those specific roles within the structure of your organization, guess what? Now's the time to put it out there. Now, you're not going to go into the details of each of those individuals that create that hierarchy and that structure within your business and your organization. But what you are going to do is you're going to give a brief one or two sentences about those individuals as well as who they are. You need to point out their names. You know, if they're in an organization like Comart's NFTs, we are never going to force anybody to dox, period, because I myself will not dox. If you go look up the name of my LLC, you'll be able to figure out who I am anyway. So if you really, truly want to know, find out the name of my LLC by asking me, I will tell you, and you can go look up the LLC and you'll see it from there. Boom. No big deal. Depending on how your business structure is set up is what is what you're going to put here. You're going to also want to be very clear about how the company is going to operate and under what governance. Again, that comes back to LLC, S Corp, C Corp, the sole proprietor, whatever. You're also, if you if you think there's going to be any chance that your structure is going to change, at least in regards to governance, you're going to want to iterate that and why and when you believe that will change. What is going to cause that change to take effect? This is the section that is all about the legal structure and how you're going to operate, whether you have or intend to incorporate your business. Again, we've talked about the C-Corp, the S-Corp, the LLC, limited partnership, whatever it is, that, that's what you're going to talk about here. In addition, this is also where you're going to show who's in charge and of what they are in charge of with regards to your business and or its operations. You will want to provide as much detail here as you can. If you're seeking financial investments, again, I don't care if it's from an angel investor, I don't care if it's from a venture capital firm, and I don't care if it's from a traditional banking institution. They are going to be looking at this. This is one of the key factors that they look into. Why? Because they look at the credibility of those team members. They're not just going to throw money your way just because you have a business plan. So again, you're going to want to go into detail here. They will play a heavy role in the eyes of most investors. You will want to show the assets each member of the team brings to the table. And I'm not referring to the financial assets here. Okay, You'll have time to put your financial assets that are being brought to the table by your team members and by yourself in a later section of the business plan. This is where you'll be including those later on. And now a word from our tier three sponsor, the Draco Leopard Gang. From the beginning, the universe has teemed with sporadic life across infinite planes. Just as countless worlds are born, they also dwindle into nothingness. For many life forms, the cycle of death is a natural principle, while for others, it is merely an illusion. The universe displays her balance with force is met with opposition. Proof of such a notion is good versus evil. For eons, the Draco Leopards have been locked in a timeless war with the unseen evil, one so great that an ancient prophecy foretells that these harbingers of death will usher in the era known as the dawning. 
an event so catastrophic it will forever change the landscape of all reality, shredding the very fabric of time itself. Who are they, you ask? Hermophytes, a cruel primordial race of shapeshifters hell-bent on destruction and the utter annihilation of all life forms in their path. And back to the business plan part two. Now, for me, this was probably the most, I would say, distracting parts of writing our business plan. Initially, it wasn't a big deal because we only had the one service and, and the one product, really, and that was NFTs. And that's what we came into the space doing and, and planning to do, things like that. Um, so it wasn't initially an issue, but when I went back to update it, when we started adding more stuff <laughs> um, to accommodate the needs of those around us and of those in the space and meet their needs, it, it got a little bit trickier for me. It also got a little bit more distracting for me because I found myself like going on and on and on about all the different things I wanted to do and give you guys and, and, and Comart's classes being part of that. But it was also what I would say was probably the most fun to write because it allowed me to literally write out my vision for what it is that Comart's NFTs is going to be providing for you guys in the future. I can't tell you how cool it was to pencil that out and, and to be able to actually visualize it in my head. So you can actually end up spending a lot of time here. I would say use caution with that because if you're just looking to to, to gain some capital. You want to be detailed, yes, but you don't want to be so detailed that you end up with a 430-page business plan like Comart's NFTs. So this is a fun area of the business plan, in my opinion. It does give you the ability to clearly define each of your products and services in detail. You will also use this section to explain how each benefits your consumer. You will want to answer any questions like, is there a life cycle for any of your products or services? Does it include intellectual property? Share your plans here regarding the intellectual property, be it copyrights. Maybe it's licensing rights. Maybe you're only going to allow somebody to use something for X amount of time. Guys, this is where you're going to put that information. Will you be doing research and development on products and services? Again, if you are, this is where you're going to include that. What's that going to look like though? Okay, make sure you include what it will look like. Do not skimp on the details when it comes to business planning. And I don't care what section it is. If you have to fine tune it, cut stuff out to go seek capital, then fine. Don't be afraid to do that. You can have more than one copy of the business plan, guys. Comarts, however, only has the one because we're not looking for additional capital as far as investments concerned, this is what we've got. This is an opportunity for you also to begin implementing your value proposition. Uh, with the value proposition, you're going to describe what the pains, the pain relievers, and the gains for each of your products and services are. Be very, very detailed and be clear about each of them. It does not mean include 200 fluff words per item that you're putting out there just to fill up gaps. Don't do that. If you're following along on Twitch at the moment, or if you're watching the video here on YouTube, you guys, you'll see that there's a section that I've got blank that says pain, pain relievers, and gains. That is something that you're going to want to list for each one of the products, each one of the services that you guys are going to be using or providing rather. Do not skimp on that. Next, we're going to talk about your ideal consumer. Oh, wait, we kind of talked about that a little bit ago, but I'm going to reiterate it here because I do feel like it's super important because without knowing who your customer is, you've got nobody to sell to. So who is your ideal customer? What do they do for a living? Where are they at in the world geographically? These are all questions that you're going to want to ask and be able to answer. Depending on the product, the service, there may be more questions to ask. Guys, I'm of the belief you can never ask too many questions. You can never ask a stupid question. The only stupid question in my mind is the one that you do not ask. 
ask questions. You know, that's why I feel it's super important to give you guys time at the end of these lectures in the Twitter space that we're live hosting right now to ask questions after we end the live stream because it's so important. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I challenge you guys to ask me questions. Why? Because you're going to learn more. You're going to retain the information better. Get involved in the conversation. You're going to retain it a whole lot better. Moving on. Having all this information about your consumers will allow you to approach your consumers and get in front of them appropriately and successfully. Guys, again, this goes into kind of being like the roadmap. If you do not know where you're going or if you do not know how you're going to get to where you want to be, you're not going to get there. It's kind of, Think about it like this for a second. And this, this is the example I'm going to use. Let's say that I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. And I want to go to Texas. Now, in my real life, I know that there are about 30 different freaking routes, if not more, that I could use to get there. But I don't know which one has road construction. I don't know which one has toll roads. I don't know which one is the fastest. None of those things. So would it not make sense to plan out my trip and know exactly where I'm going and how I'm going to get there? Same applies to a business plan, period. That is exactly what a business plan is, only it's for your business. Next section is going to discuss position and advantages. One of the benefits and advantages of your business is having a business plan because it allows you to see the entirety of the company. It allows you to focus strategically, allowing you to set the priorities and manage and change milestones as needed. Other benefits may be your team. Why are they the advantage? How are they the advantage? What about your experience in the field of Web3 or even of NFTs, you guys? What about that gives you an advantage? Define that here. Perhaps you have a specific skill set, like you're a developer. Awesome. Put that here. Tell why that is going to work for you. Perhaps you have a huge amount of capital and that's going to give you the edge in regards to marketing and, and advertising. Guys, Coca-Cola spends $1 billion, That's right. $1 billion a year in their marketing and advertising. There is a reason they are among the biggest drink companies in the world. Why? They spend the most money on marketing and advertising of all of them. Next session we're going to cover is key metrics. When we talk about key metrics here, we're talking about things like your sales revenues, your profit margins, your profits and gains, and a lot more. If you're not sure how to determine the metrics, there are a number of valuable resources out there for you guys that are online. Do your research. Like I always tell you guys on every topic we ever teach, do your own research. Do not take my word for it because what works for Comards may not work for King Stolze. What works for Comards may not work for Simo. What works for Nicholas may not work for Bent Pickle. So keep that in mind, you guys. So sales revenue, just to give you guys an idea of what it is. This is probably one of the first out of the sales metrics or out of the metrics that you're going to want to cover here because you can tell a lot of things about a business from the sales revenues. And when I talk about sales revenues, I'm talking about where the stream's coming from. You know, are they coming from NFT sales? Are they coming from coaching sessions that are being booked? Are they coming from the, the podcast subscriptions? Those are examples for Comard's NFTs of some of the revenue streams that we've created. You need to know what streams are coming from where and approximately what those streams consist of in terms of the actual values. Week after week, month after month sales can be clear indicators of the demand for the products and services that you are offering. It can also show you if your marketing efforts are giving you the desired 
and or needed return on investment or ROI. If you launch something and you see that month after month, you're not getting any kind of a revenue stream from that, it's probably a good indicator that you need to change something about that. If it's not the marketing, maybe it's the service and or product itself. But if you see that you have an increase in that revenue stream month after month, week after week, then guess what? You're on point. You don't need to change a damn thing. Keep doing what you're doing because it's working, thus showing you that you're getting your needed ROI. The next metric you're going to want to think about and plan out is the net profit margin. So from this, guys, you're going to see the overall efficiency of your business and being able to generate the profit and the amount of profit that this company is going to generate in regards to the company's revenue. So here's an example. Think of, of the profit margin being like this. I get paid a salary of $500 a week, just as an example, and but my, my rent for my office is costing me $700 a week. Fuck me running. I didn't, I don't even have a profit margin. You need to change something. Okay. However, if you're making $500 a week and your rent for your office is $75 a week, guess what? You're doing pretty good. That's a pretty good profit margin. Obviously, there are other factors that go into that, such as labor costs, such as utilities, and so on. These all go into helping you determine what your net profit margin is going to be. Remember that net is after taxes, gross is before. Business expenses, same deal. Net is after business expenses, gross is before. Next thing you're going to want to talk about is your sales growth from year to year and year to date. Monitor your sales growth over various time periods. This does include monthly, yearly, and long-term metrics will give you a better understanding of where your company stands. Make it a goal to accelerate your growth every month, or at least keep it at the same percentage and month over month. By watching this stuff, you guys are going to be able to see if what you're doing, again, is working or not. Pay attention to this stuff. It's not something that you can look at once a year and be like, yeah, we're okay. Yeah, if that's what you do, you're in trouble. You got to be diligent with it, you guys. And you guys hear me preaching all the time. Be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. This is part of the reason why. The next metric that you're probably going to want to think about is your customer acquisition costs. The cost of a customer or customer acquisition is calculated by dividing all the costs spent on acquiring those new customers, aka marketing expenses, by the number of new clients acquired in a specific time frame. For a lot of us, we are organically marketing, meaning we're doing it ourselves through various social media platforms and outlets. Our cost of acquisition relates to time right now. There will come a point when your business has peaked out based on your own marketing. When that happens, you guys will have to think about paid marketing. Don't care. Sorry. Unless you don't want to grow. If you get comfortable at the top of the peak that you've reached by yourself, fantastic. Stay there. But at some point, if you want to go above that peak, you are going to have to think about hiring somebody who specializes in getting you in front of more people. Next up, we're going to talk about channel utilization. Oh boy, what are channels? For some of you, you may not understand what a channel is. I'm going to go into that here. But channels basically are the methods and tactics that you're going to use to market and distribute your products and services. This is something that you have to have like a, a very basic idea of it. Having an idea of the tools that you're going to use to market and get in front of your target audience will enable you to determine how to utilize these channels 
for optimum performance. Now, I want to be clear here. There are two main types of channels. There are digital channels, and I'll go into what those are in, in a moment. And then there are analog channels, or what I refer to as analog channels. Okay, and I will again go into those as well. But for the most part, you should be able to understand that digital channels would include anything that is done via the World Wide Web and or Web3, whereas analog is anything that is done and conducted offline. To give you some information about digital channels, they can include things such as social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and so on. But you should also know that there are other digital channels that are available that include, but are not limited to, email, digital ads, ebooks, and many more. These are mediums that can be used to distribute your products and services. The trick here is to figure out which of these tools will best suit your business and where your targets are. Figure out which of these is going to best suit you guys. Um, once you figure out which of these are going to best suit you, it's going to help you build a better plan on which channels to use. It's going to help you build out a better plan on how to use those channels. Next up, we're going to talk about analog as you probably guessed, and I did kind of explain, they are offline channels. Analog channels will include things like billboards. I do know projects that are specifically using billboards and part of their channels that they're gonna be distributing information and marketing their sales on. They've also decided to take up newspapers and even magazines that are offline. Guys, there is a time and a place to consider using each of these analog methods, and there are many more analog methods that I did not mention here. Do your research, look for them, investigate them, and understand that there's nothing wrong with using offline and or analog channels. Depending on your business, it might be better suited for you to think about an on analog channel as opposed to a digital channel. With that said, you guys, that does conclude this week's class of business planning part two. We will be continuing on in the business plan with business planning part three next week. If you were late into this class tonight, do not worry, you guys. We do produce it as a podcast every Friday morning at 11 Eastern time for you guys to be able to go download and listen to at your convenience. Thank you for listening to Comart's class. If you've learned something today or enjoyed today's class and would like to show support for the show, please share it with your friends on your social networks as well as leave a rating or a review on Spotify. To keep up with everything that Comard and Comard NFTs is doing, follow Comard's NFTs on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all once again for your support. And do not forget to ask yourselves, what did I do to make the world a better place today? I look forward to seeing you all next week. The information provided in this podcast, video, and show notes are provided only for educational purposes and should not be considered as advice, including but not limited to investment advice trading advice, or financial advice. And you should not treat any of the information provided in Comard's class content as such. As always, Comard's NFTs recommends that you conduct your own research for any information contained in Comard's class. Nothing herein should be treated as a recommendation by Comard's NFTs to buy, sell, or hold any cryptocurrency or NFT.